In the United States and Europe, it became Nintendo's fastest-selling Super Mario game ever, with 1.1 million copies sold in the U.S. within five days. By December 31st, 2017, it had sold 9.07 million copies worldwide, making it the best-selling game for the Switch. By the end of June 2020, total sales have reached 18.06 million copies. This week, we're talking about Super Mario Odyssey! Welcome to the Drink In, Geek Out podcast, a show where we drink beer and geek out. I'm your host, Saf, and alongside me is Keith, ready to talk Mario today. So excited uh, that we could be here today to talk about this. Uh, I know this has been a long time coming. Oh, yeah, this game's definitely been out for, for this years. show. Um, I know you had the Switch way before anybody else, but um, I finally got one, played Mario. And it's exciting. So I can't <laughs> wait to talk about it. But before we get to that, we got to talk about we're going to feature today's beer. Uh, and that is from Dot and Line. We will be drinking Derek Brulander from here in Fort Wayne. Well, on my side, at least. <laughs> I am not in Fort Wayne. That's no, you're moment. not. <laughs> and my microphone just fell over. All right. <laughs> let me adjust this. Okay. The beer we have is, as I just said, from Dot and Line. It is Derek Brulander coming in at 7.5% ABV. Description reads, do you need help sorting through some important issues? Show the world your best blue steel and crack open a can of Brewlander Milkshake IPA. We added loads of lactose, cocoa, cacao, uh, vanilla beans, sweet orange peel, and Hempton Roast Coffee to make this our most delicious milkshake yet. You're sure to be really, really, really ridiculously good looking <laughs> as long as you have one of these in your hand. <laughs> they act like... Derek... Uh... Zoolander, Zoolander came out yeah. recently, but it's like a 20-year-old movie in their ref- that they're referencing as if we would all remember it. I mean, I remember it, but... I, just, I don't think I ever saw that one. Oh, it's actually I, kn- I remember what it was about. It's but very I dumb. never. Yeah. Hempton Roast Coffee is in Fort Wayne. I had to look that up because I don't think I've ever heard of them. Hmm. Uh, I've never heard of them either. There's so many like local coffee places. Yeah. And it's hard... Um, like every brewery has to team up with a different mm-hmm. one because like <laughs> one just wasn't want to support one and then not support the other. I don't know. It's, like it's weird how they all Fort team Kiza up. or uh, old yes. crown or however many old else there crown are. and all that. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about dot and line before. I know you and pale mm-hmm. have gone there and you t- talked about it recently on the show. Yes. Uh, so we don't really have to go in too deep on that. I think you've had a can and you, it's the same can yep they just put like a label maker on the side to uh, Mm -hmm. distinguish which beer this is so nothing too important to get into there so let's just move on and talk about the beer works for me i don't have the color thing pulled up so i'm gonna go off whatever you say because it's like super orange in this room anyway so i (laughs) like it's it's orange i don't know no it, it definitely is orange um it's a little it's definitely hazy so I want to say a darker orange. Yeah, it, got, it looks dark, but it's really dark in this room. So I'm kind of just. It's, I so would say it's da- darker than Blanca Shorts, whatever number that is. I do have that pulled up here. I can pull it up. Blanca Shorts is 11. So you know what? I think a perfect one would be uh, number 16 on here. Is it Mario's the... Tanuki suit? Yes. <laughs> that one is a <laughs> little brown, getting into the brown territory, but I, 
I think I can go with that too. Well, it's less than Orange Bandicoot or Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> oh, so yeah, Orange <laughs> Bandicoot. <laughs> Crash seems to be a little bit oranger than that. So yeah, at least in that picture I chose. So okay, let's do it. What number was sixteen? You said sixteen. Perfect. Let's get. Into Did it. we have IBUs? I don't think we had there IBUs. There wasn't. Little, it's nope. gonna be hard to make them up for this one too because of like the yeah, lactose and sweet. stuff. Uh, but we can do the smell test anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't smell anything. I still have some left in my can. <laughs> I got to finish my pour. I poured it down my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> it like shot out of the can because it was only like three dribbles, but it went right up my sleeve. <laughs> we should give it an absorption rating. <laughs> my clothes absorb this pretty well. Definitely getting notes of coffee. Yes, for sure. And uh, citrusy, maybe? Citrus coffee. Just more like a Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> style coffee, more of a citrusy. Not, mm. not so much vanilla, but or the cacao. I'm having trouble shaking it up. So, yeah, it's a little full. If I go to back to the can, yeah, definitely citrusy and coffee, as you said, and it's almost like a sweet smell too, like yeah. a sweet citrus. That maybe the lactose is pretty sweet too. Yep. All right, I've been actually sipping on it while you were talking, so we might as well just. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> Works for me. Yeah, that's that's very good. Oh, man. Definitely sweet. You can definitely get the lactose coming through and the notes of the coffee more on the back end, I think. Mm-hmm. It's like for sweet sure. up front and coffee later. And the sweetness of the citrus. I think that's kind of constant throughout. Yeah. I mean, you think it would fade with the lactose and the, the smoothness the and the sweetness of it, but it does kind of linger a little bit mm-hmm. with that coffee on the back end, which what they say, orange peel. Yeah, it really sweet pairs nicely with that. Yeah. I remember when this one came out, I think I sent you guys the text. I'm like, oh, this is like a perfect description. Orange, <laughs> chocolate, coffee, everything, sweetness. But everything honestly, the coffee is kind of distant. That's why I thought this mm-hmm. was going to be like a, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a stout because a lot of the orange right. chocolates, stouts, which we've had on the show several times. But I'm like, an IPA? How yeah. is this going to work? I kind of like them. I mean, it would have been great as a style, but I like the kind of originality in doing a milkshake IPA with coffee and oh, for sure. all these flavors. I mean, the other flavors are kind of typical with the lactose and vanilla and uh, orange peel. That's kind of goes in a lot of beers, but the addition of coffee is just really smart. Yeah. I mean, I've had some like coffee blondes before, but coffee added to ipa i was just curious how this conglomeration of flavors was going to taste in my mouth and i think they could amp up the coffee a little bit Mm -hmm. uh, but i don't know if that would maybe hide some of the other flavors if you get too much coffee in there i think it would drown out what little ipa is there right i mean i can tell with the bitterness like a little bit on the back end like the back part of my tongue right now it's like finishing like an ipa Mm mm-hmm but it's still kind of sweet, and I think that's what the lactose does. It just right. smooths it out. So it's kind of like a mixed bag, like, what am I tasting? <laughs> you, I think you get every flavor on every sip. <laughs> you mentioned the bitterness. What would you guess as your IBUs? Oh, man. I don't think it would be that high at all. So probably around 10, I would imagine. Oh. I don't think it would be that high, I, at least yeah. from the one I'm drinking on, or I'm sipping on. Drinking on I'm drinking on. <laughs> I was just seeing if there was anything Mario related in that area. 
Not really. I mean, we can go up to about 20 because I guess it is IPA. But honestly, I think I've drank more of the session IPAs and got definitely more bitterness exactly. in those than this. That's why I, I would think between 10 and 20 is about a good place to go. Let's just go with 16, which is 16-bit. Perfect. Let's see. What is untapped today? Do you have that up? Yes, I do. The most recent was two hours ago. Oh, wow. Connor gave it a four. He had it on draft, so he was at Don Juan. Uh Keith, <gasps> not okay. me, because this Keith has 8-bit Mike Tyson face. <laughs> it's from Punch-Out? Punch yeah, it looks like it. I think it is, yeah. I don't know. You can see it. Um, uh, yeah, so he just gave it a four. There's only, what, 30 or 28 ratings, but there's a 4.0. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we probably should have started with <laughs> right. that. But. That's okay. There's not much there, so it, it's not because I mean they're mm. a very new brewery and uh, they don't distribute or anything, so basically got to go there to get it. But yep. Plus this beer you said and I got like mine. The yeah, the first day it was canned, which was November eighteenth. So <sighs> as this by the time of this recording, yeah, which wasn't too long ago. And by the time this episode comes out, it'll be a month ago. But um, yeah, it's about two weeks when we're recording. But yeah, 4.09 average is pretty good. But with out of 28 ratings, it's really doesn't yeah. really mean anything. <laughs> My one I think more people would have had it. But I think what I've noticed, I know we've touched on this in the past, especially about some of the Fort Wayne breweries, is that a lot of the people going there to drink are not um, untapped people. Um, They're just older, older people be like, oh, what's this craft beer all about? Um, and trying it. Because when I went in to pick up these cans, there was this older couple they were looking at the menu. What's this milkshake IPA? And I was going to chime in, but there was these two girls sitting at the bar and then they just ended up, they're like, well, it's kind of a latest trend where they put a little lactose in it. I'm like, wow, I couldn't say it better right. myself. I'm, but I'm it was kind of funny. And you just took the words right out of my mouth. Exactly. I just had to sit there. I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, but I noticed a lot of clientele. Pale and I went out there a couple of times and um, it's a lot of the older crew that definitely don't have untapped and to keep up with it. The afternoon but I was there. I love there, the option that they're canning. There was what? like, go ahead. Uh, the afternoon I was there, there was, as I was leaving, like three college age couples came in. So, mm. and that was like one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. So obviously the old people are at work and these college kids yeah. got out of class and went there or something. <laughs> <laughs> Out of class, they're probably doing online class, most likely. Oh, yeah. They probably were had their laptops with them. They were about to go to school right there. Oh, I should do that. <laughs> Except I need to go virtual. Yeah. Um. So my one friend that isn't you that checked this in, his name is Pale. <laughs> you may have heard oh, of Pale. him. You should uh, get him on the line since he's had this. Yeah. That would take too long. <laughs> uh, and I would not know how to record that. But getting this thing to record was a hassle enough. <laughs> I'd have to plug him into my board and go that way. Uh, okay, so he says he uh, definitely wasn't sure what to expect with this one, but somehow it worked. The warm coffee flavor up front with the immediate orange and vanilla to follow, smooth and delicious, four, four and a half out of five. Oh, good you, Pale. He got so many badges on that one. <laughs> so he said kind of the opposite of what I was thinking, how it coffee up front and then the other things, and I thought it was more coffee on the end, mm -hmm. but... Well, what's interesting, when I scroll down and look at um, other people's posts, that one guy said the mocha was overpowering. Hmm. Like, So what I think is happening, 
since I had the, the fresh, I think you and I, because you were like two days later mm -hmm. uh, when you bought yours when it was canned, it must have been from the top right. of the keg. And I wonder if the mocha then settles. It could be, really. Because of the coffee beans, they may be sink to the bottom. Like I a, don't know, but like the flavor. What I do with all my milkshake IPA beers, I roll them before I pour them. Uh, they mm -hmm. need to roll the kegs before they can <laughs> to like <laughs> mix them up. <laughs> yes. Just rolling kegs in the back. Oh, that would be funny to see. <laughs> Probably not easy either. No, not easy at all. I'm uh, not seeing anybody else that has said anything. Uh, Baxter, I like it. Great concept. 3.75. I had to switch over to the app because I wasn't logged in online. Uh, oh, there's this guy called uh, Keith Drinking Geek Out. Mm -hmm. We'll get to him soon. Um, here's Nick. Says, sometimes you see a beer's description and say, huh? Orange and vanilla? Delicious. Mm -hmm. Chocolate? Okay. But in an IPA with coffee? Strange, but it works. All the flavors are there, mingling without getting lost. It's mad science. Did he just call this a strange brew? I think so. <laughs> strange brew. Strange brew. Fantastic flavor, says Brian. Starts off Jonesin for Java taste and finishes with orange creamsicle. Very solid, says A.A. Ron. Sarah didn't say anything. She just checked it in. And that's everybody who's typed. <laughs> Literally. So not many to go from there, but it sounds like I think we all have the same consensus here that it's definitely unique. It's a mix of flavors, and I don't know. I love it because of its originality. Yeah, same. I love orange. I love coffee. If it was a stout, this might have been like a perfect score for me, but honestly, it being an IPA, that clicked it down a few notches for me. So you just I can get to that yeah. unless you just want me to describe it right now. Just go with your... Um... Your score and whatnot while I'm checking mine in. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to stick with my original score. I gave this one a four and a half. I'll read my original check-in. I said, a unique mix of some of my favorite styles. Great coffee nose that is not overpowering in the taste. Great orange up front with the lactose and vanilla to smooth out and sweeten this beer. Ends with a slightly hoppy taste because you forget it's an IPA. With everything else happening and everything else exploding in your mouth, it does end with that bitterness of an IPA, which is okay. I'm mm -hmm. not knocking that. Just me personally, not not for me. I like more of the stout rum where it would finish a little bit maltier, heavier, yeah. darker instead uh, of that bitterness. There it goes. I checked mine in, and I gave it a four and a half. <laughs> Wouldn't you know? Um, what I said was very similar to what you said, even though I didn't read yours. It's much shorter because I wanted to do it quickly. But I said, very unique, and I'm a big fan. Love the mix of <laughs> orange and coffee. Some reason it says, love the mix of music and orange and coffee. I don't know how music got in there, <laughs> but I'm just going to leave it. Yes. I think Beautiful music together. I think mix of autocorrected to music. That's awesome. But yeah, uh, it's almost a perfect score. I think the upping up the coffee just a tad would put this at a five for me I, i'm a big ipa Ooh. fan uh milkshake ipas in particular and i just like the uniqueness of this and the like the orange and coffee combination is a, i'm a big fan of that mm -hmm. i just hope for sure i think this is a, a real winner um when pale and i were there we talked to the the head brewer uh philip phil um i really hope he keeps this one in line i mean in the 
rotation in line of production yeah. so in the rotation for sure because i love this i will go and get a pint of this every time i go yeah i mean that ipa is not overpowering but you can it's almost like you forget it's like when you're done drinking it's like what the hell did i just drink <laughs> it's like oh yeah that's an ipa it's juicy um, and coffee mm-hmm. it's almost like little hints of west coast style i think on the mm-hmm. back end there's a little tropical hints in there yeah or that older style ipa mm-hmm. but still good I wonder, uh, like, which hops, what he used, and everything in it. Yeah, that would be nice to know. But it doesn't say anywhere. No. But he's doing great things out there. Keep up the good work, Phil. I love uh, your creativity. Yeah, it's a very interesting Coming up with this. All right, let's go talk about some Mario. As we wrap up this year of Mario, we got a couple Mario-themed episodes left. But uh, we wanted to definitely talk about Super Mario Odyssey, since it is uh, the most recent main game in the franchise whatever the uh the 3d platforming mario is not like the golf or whatever dumb offshoot games they do exactly (laughs) so it was released in october 27 2017 for the nintendo switch it's a return to the open world sandbox 3d style last seen in super mario sunshine wow i don't know i guess they don't count mario galaxy yeah that's (laughs) <laughs> it's it's more like Mario Galaxy than it is like Mario Sunshine in my opinion for but, sure. <laughs> um, after <Weird>. Mar- <laughs> well, after Mario's cape, cap. I mean, after his cap <laughs> is possessed by a spirit named Cappy, not Capy, he is able <laughs> to use it to temporarily capture enemies, harmless life forms and objects, and utilize their powers. Like previous 3D Mario games, the game can the game's world contains a large variety of objectives that can be achieved in a non-linear order before progressing. Super Mario Odyssey was critically acclaimed and earned multiple awards. This game adventures through many different kingdoms in addition to the standard Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, Mario's adventure usually takes place in and is the first one to include a vocal theme song, Jump Up Superstar, which we will talk about much more on the Drink In Geek OST episode that is going to be released this week as well. Neat. So yeah, I when you're right in this description, it's like well Mario Sunshine where you could just get a few of the shine sprites, I think, and then you just you can go to a different world and another world yeah. and kind of jump back and forth. Was Galaxy like that or you had to go in order? I wasn't sure if there was I like you had to collect stars. I think Galaxy two had more of that because you had like that hub world and you could jump to different galaxies mm-hmm. but i i can't really remember if galaxy one was the same way or not i don't think it was because i don't remember i just remember going from planet to planet yeah. like it was a storyline like i had to complete to get and there wasn't like a whole lot of playback value like i can go back and get more stars mm-hmm. or anything like that and the thing i so, love about this one is uh in all the other mario games you achieve a goal and then you're like kicked out of the level and then you have to start over and here yes. you, you can just grab all the moons in one go if you want to. You don't like have to get kicked out and re- like reboot the world again. Exactly, which is nice. So with uh, the technology changing and yeah. the switch allows you to finally do that. I just wrote down a few few of the review scores so we can admire how well received this game was. Mm-hmm. GameSpot gave it a ten out of ten. IGN gave it a ten out of ten. Wow. Giant Bomb gave it five out of five. Polygon and Destructoid gave. It the lowest scores I could find with a nine point five out of ten. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and uh, Metacritic 
like that's kind of like the Rotten Tomatoes equivalent. Mm-hmm. It has that at a 97 out of 100. So it's basically one of the uh, best reviewed video games I I think I've ever seen. Definitely and ever played. That's that's amazing. I mean, that's what I love about Nintendo. It's like they can reinvent Mario. Here we are, you know. What are, what anniversary in 35, 35 years? 40. Yeah. 35 years later still reinventing it, it and it, they, it's still they, they just released their best Mario game in yes. 2017. <laughs> but it's like they can take it so many different places and just kind of reinvent it and it was fun. It was a fun game um, to play. It's just young and old and everybody and I mean my nephews got into it um, when they found out I had a Switch because I know they'd been wanting one for the longest time and just have them sit down and they picked up and started playing with minimal like help. I mean, yeah. anybody on your video game, like levels, you can just, or yeah, you can just jump in and play no matter what your skill level is. Um, and that's, what's fun. Even for like hardcore gamers, like you can go back in the co- completionists and everything. You can definitely go back and try to collect yeah, some power. Moons. Definitely some difficult stuff in this game, which oh, we'll for sure. get to at the end. I wrote down some of my hardest moons. I don't know if you have any that come to mind, but I have a list of five um, that I thought of. Yeah. I might have to flip on my system and see which ones <laughs> which I'm missing because <laughs> I got pissed and I'm like, done. Yeah. Done. Done. I had hundred percent the game, so I got them all, but I cheated on a couple. Ah, See, I, I need to go back. This will probably spark it. I'll need to go back and start doing <laughs> uh, You want right. to go through the plot? Yeah. So this game uh, is about Bowser with the aid of the Brutals, I believe. They are brand new characters here. A family of anthropomorphic <laughs> rabbits <laughs> serving as his wedding planners kidnaps Princess Peach from the Mushroom Kingdom and takes her aboard his airship, intent on forcibly marrying her. Oh, good old Bowser. Mario attempts to rescue her, but is thrown off the ship and falls into the neighboring Cap Kingdom. With Mario gone, Bowser stomps on Mario's cap and lets it drift into the ship's rear propellers, shredding it to pieces. A piece of the hat is grabbed by Cappy, one of the Cap Kingdom's sentient hat-like creatures. He explains to Mario that Bowser also kidnapped his sister, Tiara, to be used as Peach's wedding Tiara. Cappy joins Mario and takes the shape of Mario's cat, providing him with the ability to temporarily capture other creatures and objects and utilize their abilities. They travel to the nearby Cascade Kingdom, recover an airship, the Odyssey, and begin pursuing Bowser, collecting power moons along the way in order to fuel the Odyssey, which is this old-style hat-shaped ship. Giant hat Uh, ship that has a balloon. It's like a... Yeah, with these half moons, it's like... (laughs) so weird how it runs off the power of the power moons but i'm like well we've had stars just use stars we don't need to come up with stars moons, sunshine i mean (laughs) they did them all now so i might as well get some moons in there yeah what else could they do yeah they did yeah that's all of them (laughs) asteroids stars and sunshine (laughs) space plumber wrenches (laughs) oh they're trying to get away from that part i guess yeah they they said mario is not a plumber but why does he jump through pipes? That's that. Now you exactly. made the game make zero sense. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get rid of the that history. Like, come on. All right. Uh, so there are I don't know twenty different kingdoms or worlds. I didn't number them, but we'll go through them real quick and kind of give our thoughts on each one. I think would be a good sure. way to go about this. So first, you start in the Cap Kingdom, a mystery town where many bonnetters bonnetters home ships reside 
Paragoombas, mini Goombas, and frogs can be found in the place, and its boss is Topper. This was a weird kingdom. It's almost like a uh, something out of Halloween. Yeah, it's, it's like so dark and spooky it, and foggy. It's very um, a nightmare on before Christmas looking. Almost. Yes. So I, I mean, it definitely is a mysterious town that Mario just kind of falls into, and everybody there's these little ghosts. Which I thought was going to be like Boo. Yeah, like, I don't know why like they nice. just didn't make them like Boos. I'm like, oh, we have new ghosts that are dead hats. I guess. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. I think but, this is a good place to start because there's not really any enemies. You kind of get the feel of how Mario moves and how he jumps mm-hmm. and like, uh, kind of capturing different a few different things here and there, and you don't have to worry about dying so much. So I think that's good in that way, just to so you get yeah. the, your bearings when you're starting the game and i think the first one you can take over is a frog and that was awesome <laughs> yeah because you can jump, like you can jump and swim <laughs> i'm like this is so cool <laughs> i got so, a um a spreadsheet towards the end of this after we get through the kingdoms that list all the hat forms we can take so we can look at that oh, as nice well. good deal uh-huh. all right the next world after we get out of there i think you have to like um so after you first meet the Brutals, which kind of remind me of uh, the Rabbit. Yes. And which I think is weird because Mario. connection with that Mario game. Yeah. Mario um, fights the Rabbits in that other game, but yeah. I don't think these guys are actually Rabbits, but they could be. No, I think that's where the inspiration might have came from, but it's kind of neat uh, to see that. But anyway, you get like this power, and I think after you beat them, don't you like turn into like the power ball, and you have to like shoot across um that's how you get from like kingdom to kingdom yeah. or at least you got from that place like this energy mm-hmm. orb and you just go through this electrical wire and then you get to the cascade kingdom which is one of the i think one of the best levels music wise at least i know we'll get to that eventually oh, but it's great a, a prehistoric tropical mountainous area where chain chomps and burbos can be found madame brood is fought here and what are burbos <laughs> um i think there's a little multi there's a bunch of different colored ones and they're kind of yes little tiny okay those little shit guys. things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like that a, just pop out of the ground yeah, randomly attached to okay. you i think that's what those are that's what it, yeah burr sounds to me and i know my favorite character to take over in here is the t-rex because yes. the cascade kingdom is like an old dinosaur kingdom um and i think they play it off as this is where like we originated from we have the ancient technology of the old odyssey ships and i think that's where you got to find the moons and then you pull one out of the ground, but there's like a sleeping T-Rex up there yes. and you can take them over. So it's pretty cool. And it looks like super realistic compared to Mario. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's like the first HD Mario game. Like this is so cool. T-Rex with a little mustache and Mario. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. And then if you go down below into like this, oh, this might be a different level actually, but there's a level where you can go underneath the level and there's a T-Rex down there that like chases you around kind of Jurassic Park style. Yes, uh, though, that is... Um, Wooded Kingdom or something? Wooded Kingdom, yeah. We'll get to that one. Uh, oh, that's a good one. But that just made me think of that, the T-Rex. But yeah, this level, you have the chain chomps that you kind of break through walls with when you take over their little bodies. Mm-hmm. And uh, you fight the mama rabbit lady. She's got... <laughs> Madame Brood. <laughs> she's got... I think she's she's the one with the gold chain chomp that she like. Yep. you take As over and hit her with. Yep. Which is kind of funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. How you just take over the chain chomps, you pull them back and then release, and it just goes flying and hits her in the face like 
three times, four times, yeah. something like that. I think it's three. That's the typical Mario. I think all Do the three the uh, boss fights in this game are fun with the different rabbits or broods. Yeah, brutals. They're challenging, but fun. Yeah, and they all have a unique way to uh, mm-hmm. destroy or win or whatever. The next we have the Sand Kingdom. Oh, uh, but first I want to mention this is where you. I think this is the first time you go to the hat store and you get your new hat and costume. Oh yeah. Uh, so each level has like one or two different things, is costumes it, uh, you can buy. Oh, what is it? It's the Cap King, not Cap Kingdom. What is? I'm gonna. I have the game right here. I'm gonna turn it on. <laughs> the Cap Store or something. The Cap Store, yeah. Uh, but you buy. So I know one of them in here is Caveman, and you you throw like a bone <laughs> that you take off your head. And you yes. put on like the little caveman outfit. Okay, so next, while you look that up, is yep. the Sand Kingdom, a desert turned cold where bullet bills and Goombas are common. Mario can move around more quickly by riding Jaxie. The bosses fought here are Harriet and Knuckletech. So Harriet is one of the Brutals, I think, and Knuckletech is like the Egyptian. It's inside the Upside Down Pyramid where it's a typical video game boss where it's got like hands, I think that you have to yep. knock down and I very uh, reminiscent of Mario 64 with yeah. the hand with the eyeball. Mm-hmm. And... and I think there's a Zelda game that has that same type of boss where with the hands <laughs> that you have to shoot with arrows. Oh my gosh. Uh, was that bongo bongo? Did mm. was he the one with the hands? I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not Karina. All right. I've looked it up. It is the crazy cap store. Yes. It's the little purple and yellow. Man, I forgot I had so many of these. Yeah, there's like a hundred different ones you can buy. I mean, I think that's like the first time like you can personalize Mario, which is pretty cool mm-hmm. too. And I think for each in each kingdom, I don't know if we're going to mention this later or not, but in each kingdom you have to buy the outfit to get access to at least one yeah, power Yeah, one moon. room or one moon. Yeah, where they they become like, super intense be like only people dressed like us get in here i'm like well this opens up a whole set of issues but okay (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll blend in with the society here and uh you'll let me in the secret room so i can get a power moon but and each kingdom has their own currency they're like the purple Mm -hmm. coins that only exist in this world that you use to buy the outfits and different like stickers and stuff in the stores which is cool like trying to collect all the purple coins yeah so I think that like replaced the old uh, red coins. Mm-hmm. Like you go out and get those coins, and but they're not they're light coins, but like each level is different. Like Cascade Kingdom is, I think those are actual coins. One of them I think is. They're, but, uh, they're like are bolts, they bones? bolts or something. Bolts. One yeah. of them has bolts. Like bolts that. and like little leaves. I think maybe for the wo- wooden kingdom, but whatever. Depending upon yeah. the kingdom that you're in, they take the shape of that, which is pretty cool. I think Sand King, Sand Kingdom is a uh, like nacho chips or something. Yes, <laughs> I think they're supposed to be pyramids, but yes. <laughs> oh, I thought they, they were, looked like Doritos. I thought they were Doritos. Like I thought they were like racist. Like these are like Mexican potato chips, <laughs> like, oh, like I didn't tortilla even chips. Think I was thinking just straight pyramids since the big pyramid in the sky yeah. was inverted. I just oh, thought yeah. they were little pyramids, well, but yeah, you're right. They do look like tortilla chips. Because so. you buy the sombrero and the 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 poncho, I thought you then you collect tortilla chips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never thought of that. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so true. All right, enough of that. <laughs> but yeah, that, it's fun. It's definitely a unique twist on each of these kingdoms. 
and it, it's great. Yeah, I'm a fan of the Sand Kingdom. We can move on to the next one, though. Yeah. Uh, lake Kingdom is next. Lake Lamode, a large lake area with an underwater plaza. Rango is fought in this kingdom, that next brood. Oh, yeah. Brutal. Sorry. He's, he's um, this one is one. kind of fun. I, it's almost like an underground level. Yes. Um, it reminds me. I mean, it. every Mario level, of course, has a water level. So mm-hmm. um, and uh, cheap cheaps, I think, in this one that you can take over. Yeah, that's cool. That you, could t- you could be a cheap cheap. Otherwise, you run. You can only swim for so long or something. Yeah. Or stand underwater. water. So, I mean, it's a fun level. It's like a maze. You have to like go one area because like the staircase is broken. So you got to swim mm-hmm. underneath to get to the next level. Um, it's pretty cool. Which one is? I'm trying to remember which one Rango is. He the tall one where his hats stack up real high, or the shorter one? It doesn't matter. I just I think he's the taller one because you fight him close to last. I think, or is he the big burly one? <laughs> There's so many. The it's big fat there. one. Yeah, I forget. Uh, they all crack me up. Yeah, I mean they're hilarious. Um, the next is the Wooded Kingdom, a forest neighboring on an iron building in a zone surrounded by mountains and a geodesic dome many uproots and sherms can be found here and its bosses are spewart and torque drift isn't that the um flower collecting machine that you fight so. isn't that the that's the boss battle in this but, one yeah that's one of them and this one introduces uproots which are hilarious little characters of plants yeah um, that you can take over and their legs just continue to grow up <laughs> yeah and it's it, so cool it adds like a new like kind of puzzly element where you have to like jump certain ways and like push up some like platforms so you can climb up on top of different platforms mm-hmm. um, i think that's a cool level and like yeah it's definitely fun the way they have like the robotic industrial thing mashed up mm-hmm. with the like this nature of woods and stuff it's pretty cool and everything looks so realistic in the game like all the yeah. trees and stuff and yeah those little robot guys are hilarious because they're like little worker bots and you gotta <laughs> like repair some of them and help them out yeah it's really cool and but this is the level you're talking about right. like you jump off the side which, which i had no idea till i found that robot back there he goes go ahead jump like <laughs> And it takes you to this spooky area that's all in the dark. And you have to, like, plant these. Uh, this is where, like, the beanstalks come back mm-hmm. in, like, from the first game. Um, and you have to throw the little seeds in, and then the beanstalks, like, grow up. Yeah, and then you climb, you can up climb to get to out the of the next, level. Yeah. level. But it's, like, super dark and spooky, and you can hear the T-Rex stomp. Stomp. <laughs> and it's, like, if you move and he spots you or sniffs he'll you like out, one of the two. Yeah, he'll chase you, and he's, like, fast. I remember I played this level with my nephews and they freaked out. They did not want to go down there. <laughs> it's kind of scary down <laughs> like, there. It's scary. I'm it's like, dark. man, that fear of ever being chased by T-Rex ever since I saw Jurassic Park back in the day. Like, oh man, this is real. Eventually he like either like knocks himself out or he goes to sleep or something. And then you could take him over and do something yep. down there. But yeah, very cool level. Next is the Cloud Kingdom. A small arena on the clouds. Bowser is fought here for the first time. So this is the little... It's a mini level. I mean, there's a couple yeah, of like like moons, moons you can get. There. Yeah. Nothing... Not too much to do there, but fight Bowser. No. Yeah, it's like you're, you're chasing him, and then you just land in this cloud kingdom just for a little mini battle with Bowser, which really isn't that difficult. But 
Yeah. None of the, I don't think any of the Bowser battles are really that hard in this game. No. Maybe in the like dark darkest moon or whatever it is at the very end. Yeah, that one was a little bit tough. One you had to get your timing down just mm-hmm. right on some of those. But once you figured it out, I mean, yeah, it's super easy. It's a fun battle though cuz you like take his hat and it has like fists that you yes. you punch him with his hat. Can punch him and <laughs> knock him off to the side. So yeah, that's pretty cool. You are cool. inside of his hat now because it's that big on you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's like I think like every Mario game Bowser changes sizes all the time. Mm-hmm. In this game he's massive, but like in Smash Brothers they're like the same size yeah, of course. Pretty but... much. He it's back to in Mario 64 he's really big cuz you like pick him up by the tail and swing him, but he's like 10 mm-hmm. times your size. He's kind yeah. of that size. Uh, the next, you kind of tumble into the Lost Kingdom. It's a tropical jungle-like island. Poisonous areas and fuzzies and tropical wigglers appear. Yes. So when you first I go here, your hat gets knocked off you, and you have to go like chase down that bird. Yes, which is reminiscent of Mario 64, yes. where the buzzard takes your hat. Exactly what I was thinking. Um, and then... You can capture those little guy, uh, wigglers or whatever they are to mm-hmm. like and extend them and like pull to go over the to little poison goo. Yeah, and, yeah, that that was fun. I like those little wiggler guys. This was just a, a unique level. I like the colors. It was just it was different. And, um, and it's a, and the strategy with the wigglers was so cool. And it's one of those levels where you have to climb up. There's like a real tall place in the middle where you kind of go up spiral around it to get up to the top and you have to race the uh koopa on foot to mm-hmm. get to the top of it which they have like every couple of levels has one of those race the koopas to the yes. point which is those were fun. fun the first one was easy but challenging them the second time yeah. i had to look up a few shortcuts a few times i'm like damn how can i beat this guy <laughs> yeah because it's it's basically you have to race across the whole level all the way to the top of this tower and you have to like find a shortcut or else because the golden koopa troopa is mm-hmm. like flying through doing long jumps the whole way there <laughs> breaking the laws of physics yeah. like i can't even do that how can he just like get in his shell and just like float straight up <laughs> like how can you even do that yeah. But you can do different like hat throwing techniques where you like throw your hat, jump on your hat, and then yep. do like a long jump from there. And yeah, uh, it, that took a while for me to master that, and I still struggle with yeah. that sometimes. Like those are impossible to land. Those are tough, but okay. it's a it's a cool uh, addition to the game where you can use the hat yep. in different ways, which we really it definitely adds. Uh, that's what I, I love about this. It adds to the replay value that it's mm-hmm. not just like. You have to go back, or you have to go back to kind of complete these to get all the moons, but it gives you another reason and it helps to hone your skills. So when you need that jump later on, it mm-hmm. definitely helps you out, which is cool. All right. From the, where were we? Lost, Lost. Kingdom. We're going to Metro Kingdom, which is a large city area with several skyscrapers. And Mecha Wiggler is fought here. Yeah. And this is, um, it's New Dong City, isn't yep. it? So it I is. thought. Uh, that's so this is this is one of the funnest uh, areas in the game, I think, or at least yes. uh, the coolest area in my opinion. But it's Pauline's the mayor here, and it's basically a throwback to the original Donkey Kong, where you're like going over different 
pillar or rivets or whatever the hell those things are. Yeah, like little skyscraper. Everything's like, under um, construction. Like, yeah, construction beam, skyscraper construction stuff. beams or whatever they're called. And yep, um, it's named Dude Donk City after Donkey Kong, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they named the town as well. I mean, ever since Mario was first there to save Paulina, yeah. I mean that was the first one he was saving. So it's kind of cool that they brought her back, and now this is what's left of the city after he got rid of Donkey Kong, I guess. Yeah. Um. But I never really understood that until it went on. I'm like, wait, Pauline, that's the one that, oh my gosh, I never even made that connection. So that was so cool to finally figure that out. She sings the theme song and uh, there's a really cool moment, like the Metro Kingdom, whatever the festival is, Mm -hmm. New Donk City Festival or whatever, where you, you like go to 8-Bit Mario and you're going through, you see old school Donkey Kong in there and you jump over yep. him and like the band is playing and they're like honoring the mayor or Mario or something. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool scene. And yeah. a little moment you get to play through. Yeah, that was fun. A little throwback. But the one thing, this is I think where we get our first taste of humans in the game. Oh, yes. Which is weird to see like normal looking humans and this chunky little Mario I'm like, you don't even look the same. And then the human voices all just piss me off. Like Paulina, she sings and it's like normal, yeah. but everyone else, when they talk, they're like, bruh, 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 bruh. <laughs> yeah. And there's like cars driving around that are like real and you can jump on those. And yeah, and Pauline is, looks realistic. She has like kind of a cartoony face, but she's a real yeah. sized human compared to Mario. <laughs> yes. It's kind of funny. Yep, that's a fun level, though. Uh, next, we have the Snow Kingdom, a snow realm with an underground village and a racetrack. The area has many typhoons and spinies, and Rango is the boss again. I think that's the second time we fought Rango. Yep, and I think you have to... He increases... He's the first one, I think, with the hats. Mm-hmm. And he increases his number of hats, so it gets more difficult the second time around same premise but yeah. just more more just challenges more difficult. yeah and this has the the bounds or whatever or you have to yes is, is that what it's called bounding bounding <laughs> yes the fat seals that you have to like <laughs> bound all over the place I'm you like, have to oh, embody one with mario's hat and then you go and race by basically bouncing through this racetrack it was fun <laughs> it is kind of fun it, it's hard I nailed like the first one I did. I, you, when you bounce like on the side, the side, mm-hmm. the side, you just have to time it just right. I found like the perfect rhythm and I had did the perfect lap. Um, and I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. So I spent a lot of time in that one working on it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty fun. But you, you can do it like four times and you get different moon. It gets increasingly more difficult and you get a, a separate moon each time. And then mm-hmm. the last time, that took me like 48 tries or something. To yes, get, that one took several tries to get. That was uh, very difficult. And I difficult. just barely got it like seconds before the other guy. I was like, fuck you. I'm finally <laughs> done with this because I think that was the last moon I had to get. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, those the racing ones and that type of stuff, it's like, ah, oh, I really have to sit here and practice to get it. It's like there's no like cheat to get around it. But yeah, it's definitely difficult, but still fun. I was definitely who the hell thought of that in this Mario game that we had to take over these chunky seals and we got to start bouncing <laughs> and like okay, uh, let's we've done Mario Kart now. Let's do bouncing seals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it's still a fun kingdom. Mm-hmm. That was neat. 
the next kingdom after that is Seaside Kingdom, a coastal area with several giant gold and glass chalices as the main landmarks. Its boss is Mollusk Lancier, which isn't, isn't he just a giant octopus? Yeah. He's the one you kind of like float around and like follow around and yeah, uh, as you have to like shoot up with those little water guys <laughs> to follow them around. Yep. Which it just reminded me. I'm like, this is a throwback, obviously, to Mario Sunshine. Exactly. I think even those those <laughs> guys are there, like yes. on the beach. They were the same. The Dorito uh, Dor- Dorotos or whatever. Dor- they're yes, whatever they were called. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a Super Mario Sunshine level. So it was fun. And this is the one that had another one of my hardest moons, which is the the beach volleyball. Yes. I'm glad you beat it. I gave up on it. <laughs> I got about 15, and then I'm like, yep, that's about all I can do. <laughs> uh, do you want me to tell you the cheat on this one? Sure. There's a two-player mode where one player is Mario, the other player is Cappy. Ah, so you get double the chances. So what I did, since I'm only one person, I just walked Mario to the side, and then I used Cappy because he just you can zip around with Cappy ah, and hit the ball back puts. and forth pretty easily. Um, with the second player remote because Mario is really slow. Uh, but yeah, yeah, if you do it as Cappy, it only took me like three tries as Cappy to get over 100. Oh, well, that's easy. <laughs> I like that idea. See, I didn't know there was that two player option until my nephews came over and I'm like, oh, I guess there is a two player mode. <laughs> so I let them do it where yeah. one's Cappy and one's Mario. I'm like, but they can't work together. Yeah. So it was hilarious trying to watch them and they would just switch all the time. Give me Mario. No, I'm Cappy now. No, I want to be Cappy. <laughs> so it was hilarious. And I'm like, well, this is actually fun. So then I would be Cappy and then I would just like kill all the bad guys mm-hmm. where they just ran around. I'm like, well, here, I'll do all the hard work. Yeah, you just you, run around. You won't be able to die because I'll get rid of the bad guys before you get to them. <laughs> exactly. Just don't fall off of anything. <laughs> yes. The Luncheon Kingdom, a colorful volcanic area made out of food uh, around a pink lava sea with lava bubbles. The bosses here are Spewart and Cockatiel. Yeah, the, is it Cockatiel? Well, I don't know. Cockatiel, maybe. <laughs> I, I think because of your cooking, because oh, right. it was the bird. I think that's how it's spelled. So, yeah, it's the bird that's like trying to eat, steal the soup or something. <laughs> Some yeah, giant soup up there. Dumb and... thing, but that's a like, fun battle. I think you gotta like. Yeah, you're the lava bubble, and you gotta like. Yes. jump up to this it. was the return of the lava bubbles because uh, they i think they were in super mario world where yeah. they put faces on the the lava that would shoot mm-hmm. up so this was awesome getting a chance to take over them and just swimming around and getting in the cannon and like yeah. blasting from one side to the next that was just so much fun it opens up kind of a new section of uh level that you haven't ventured to yet by shooting your in a cannon over to that then there's different like puzzles over there to do mm-hmm. and there's a there's a Koopa race in this one of the sections. Yep. Um, and these these little characters, they were hilarious, like the little forks. Yes. <laughs> and you can embody some could, of them and like yes, flick you can yourself. bounce off of them. <laughs> like they're just citizens stuck in the wall. <laughs> Look at this fork and they're like, let me bounce up on you. <laughs> I'm going like, to embody oh. you and then flick myself to the next guy. Yes. Uh, this was a fun, it's definitely unique. It goes along with the the one from earlier, like the Lost Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was definitely unique with the characters. Yeah, this is a fun and, one. And that leads us to the Ruined Kingdom, which is a place with tall buildings reduced to ruins. The boss fight here is the Ruined Dragon, 
Yeah, this um, is a, one it, of those really tiny levels because you just yeah. There's not much here besides the dragon. Yeah, I think the, that was definitely just the main boss fight is what you were going for. But it was kind of neat. I was trying to find connections, and I went online, watched a few videos. I'm like, is the Rune Kingdom supposed to be something like an yeah. old mushroom kingdom? I'm like, because you know, I'm thinking like Zelda. It does like seem with like Breath a reference. Wild. Like, is this something that used to be like in a Mario game? But it's like nothing. They're mm. like, meh. It's just here it is. Like it reminded me of that. Final Fantasy or something because you're like in a new fantasy world with dragons and stuff and uh, yeah mm-hmm. so I, I it would have been cool if they referenced if it was like Ripley or something or whatever the dragon from Metroid oh Ridley Ridley yeah. <laughs> Ripley is aliens Ripley. believe it or not <laughs> uh, but yeah it, I mean that's a, it's a really fun battle where you like jump on its head and he's like shooting electricity or some shit at you yeah but and he was very realistic i'm like i was like slightly frightened like (laughs) oh this thing's huge like how am i gonna beat this yeah because like you're the size of its nostril or something like its eyeball (laughs) Um, the next we have bowser's kingdom an area with large japanese style temples and structures surrounded by colorful colorful clouds the main enemy around are the pokios the starface ogres Harriet and Topper are fought firstly, and Robo Brood shows up as the kingdom's boss. Yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah. Where you had to knock them over several times mm-hmm. and then just like slam on their glass to break. <laughs> it's weird that you don't fight Bowser in Bowser's Kingdom. Yeah. You'd yeah. think that would be like the second Bowser fight, but. <laughs> we nope. did get to the moon. Um, this one, I think, was my favorite it's a very... out of all of them cool like japanese styled kingdom yes and being a fan of anime and the japanese culture i'm like i love this so much and i'm glad that they they threw that in there since Mm -hmm. i mean mario originated anyway i'm like it's a japanese game so i'm like bringing that culture so this one was really cool i love the music in this one yeah i can't wait till we get to the the music (laughs) episode but um this one for sure is definitely unique because it was like you had to fly with the electricity you'd go from one place yeah, to the next so that, like that's set little floating levels which was cool that's my one downside i wish it was more connected like the metro kingdom and mm-hmm. less like where you're jumping to different little sections but other than that i love the style and the music and i liked all of the like platforming and you have to climb up like these huge towers to get up to the main like boss platform or whatever is up there but yeah i just wish it was more connected yeah, and this one was the, uh, I think, yeah, the Pokios. This was a unique you bad guy. Pop up into the wall you and then pop like, up into the wall, <laughs> jump up. Oh, <laughs> my timing was off. I died so many times yeah. on this one to it's, get. Once seemed, I had it down, it was fine, but it was so hard. It every once in a while, my controller would do something weird where I'm like, okay, I'm pulling it down, and then he just lets uh-huh. go, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I was <laughs> just, I didn't let go. <laughs> I was just like springing down so I could get more air when I let go, but you're just yes. gonna like pop out and fall. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was hard because you was like you had to hold one button versus the other mm-hmm. one, and yeah, it, it got difficult. And uh, next, moon. we had the Moon Kingdom. So this is an area on the moon with low gravity sections on the surface and lava themed sections below the ground. And Bowser, of course, is fought here. This was fun with the <laughs> low gravity and how far you could jump and the long jump and the triple jumps. And oh, it was so cool. 
Um, so there's a Game Boy game, Mario and the Six Golden Stars or something like that. Six Golden Coins? Coins, yes. Yeah. Uh, have you played that? Yeah, I remember that one from way back when. Uh, there is a Mar or a moon level in that where you got it's got like low gravity. Okay, that's where they got this from. I was, like, I right. was like, this is very reminiscent of that. Just because you get like these huge air every time you jump and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. See, my cousins had that one for Game Boy, mm-hmm. and I didn't have a Game Boy at the time. So whenever I'd go over to their house, I would always play that. Play but I never game. got to the moon level. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a throwback to that almost. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, aside, from, I think this is another one. Of, there's a couple. We got the moon and the dark side of the moon and the darker side of the moon. Uh, yeah. The moon section isn't very big. There's not a lot of exploring out there. You just mm-hmm. kind of go to the church or something. Is that or is that on yeah. the one of the other moons? <laughs> I, no, that's the first one. Yeah, that's where you fight Bowser and yeah. you meet him for the first time. Or not first time, but the for the final fight. Yeah, but I I, I enjoy the moon. Next yeah, nope. is uh, one of my favorite levels. Maybe maybe my favorite, just based on the throwback nature of it. It's the Mushroom For Kingdom, sure. where we go to Peach's Castle. Many elements from this kingdom reference Super Mario 64, including the regular power moons, which are shaped like power stars. So Mario mm-hmm. 64 was probably my favorite Mario game until now. I think this one beats it, but I love all the references to super mario 64 in the uh, mushroom kingdom and you go into her castle and you hear the yes um and you one of the caps you can buy is like the shitty looking pixelated uh, yes the 64, 64 version Four version mario uh i did wear that cap quite often uh, yeah once i got that, I found that it, i'm like, like i'm definitely gonna be 64 mario <laughs> that was the one i wore a lot and then I got a zombie one where you like throw an axe. <laughs> yes. It's just it so bad looking, but it yes. was amazing looking at the time. But comparing it to this game. Yeah. It just looks like a bunch of blocks on the top of each other. I mean, it's so cool. Definitely like walking in the castle, like you said, in the throwback to the 64 castle and everything, the music. The layout is exactly the same. All the toads. And I'm like, yeah, this is so cool. And if you look up at the ceiling, you get a power moon. <laughs> Yep, I wondered that, and I I didn't look that up. I said, I wonder if this will still work, and yep. I look up. I'm like, yes, power moon. <laughs> that is so cool. And the name the moon's name is like take to the skies or something like that, because yes, that's where you fly for the first time. Oh, and you notice whenever you get a star in that level, it's the Mario sixty four tune. Yeah, and then he does oh, like the peace sign yes. and the, the twist. I love it so much. Let's go. I'm like, ah, oh, it's so perfect. Uh, and this game, or this level is also fun because you kind of, it's got like doors that lead you back to all of the boss battles and you get mm-hmm. another power moon. And like, I think the boss battles are a little harder or something, but you can go back and fight all the bosses and get another moon. And um, they did another throwback in this level um, on the outer island. Like each one of these kingdoms has an outer mm, island right. that you have to access by another kingdom. But they had Yoshi's Island um, <laughs> and his little house was floating off yes. of uh, the Mushroom Kingdom here. So that was pretty cool to go up the chimney and go back to Super Mario World and kind of see all that. So that was pretty fun. And if you go up on top of the castle, uh, Yoshi's up there, just like in Mario 64. Mm-hmm. If you get up on the castle at the very end of the game, you'll see Yoshi up there. But you can actually like ride him or become him. I think you would. Yep. 
Yeah, you become Yoshi, and that's a couple of the levels in here where you just take them over. I'm like, well, I wanted to write them, but yeah. no. It's it's fun. Uh, going back to the moon, mm-hmm. a, we are on the dark side. Because we've beat the game the at forest. this point, and then now yeah. you, this is just like added levels. Which I wasn't sure. I'm like, man, I can still go. I can still go. And I thought dark side. I'm like, okay, so here's an extra level. <laughs> so this is the location on the dark side of the moon, populated by top hat wearing rabbit like creatures and the brutals. So this is where you get to face all four brutals back to back yes. to back to back without um, any life or power ups or breaks in between. So you have to kill them without dying, which was super difficult to do. It was. Because their difficulty increased mm-hmm. even more, um, I think. I think so, yeah. And th- you've only got three hits. I-, I think if you get one of those, the big hearts, it'll give you more yes. life before the fight, but it's still hard even that. Yes. Uh, what I did was I went into kid mode, and I it gives you like nine hits or something like that. <laughs> yes. And then it just restarts you. If you die, you restart. You, you don't have die. to go all the way back to the beginning. I know. I didn't know about that kid mode until my <laughs> nephew started to play. I go, well, this is bullshit. I could have beaten this a long time. I, uh, there was no way I was getting through that brutal battle without uh, f- flipping to easy mode. Cause... Well, I'm proud to say I beat it on normal mode. I did not have to go to easy mode. It took me about 10, 12 tries, but I finally got it. Yeah, I got a lot of swearing in between. But... <laughs> I got about halfway through the first time, and I was like, I died and it started back over. I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing all that shit again. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I turned off the game and I didn't play it for another couple months after that. And then I found kid yep. mode. I was like, okay, now let me go back and get some of the shit I could not do the first time. See, that was me when we got to the next level, if you want to explain yeah, that one. The darker <laughs> moon, or maybe the darkest moon. I don't remember. Darker side. Uh, yeah. Or is it darkest side? I can't remember. I think no. I might have, I don't know if I have them labeled wrong or if, uh, I have them labeled wrong down at this part, but uh, ah. it's the the darkest side, I want to say. A location on the even darker side of the moon acting as a final challenge for Mario and Cappy, having to traverse a harsh lava level, acts similarly to Champion's Road or Grandmaster Galaxy from the previous game. So yeah, this is like a uh, gauntlet. You've got to go through mm. basically like every level style and capture every enemy that you've ever captured before and like use them in unique ways before you go fight bowser and then you become bowser i think and you have to like run out of there <laughs> yes it's like it's it's i grueling. i never i never beat this one i made it through the first third i think mm-hmm. i don't think i got past the lava and the wall jumps and whatnot and yeah. then i just like yep i'm done and that's where i turned it off and honestly i've not gone back since yeah <laughs> i did it a couple of times then i was like fuck this i'm going to kid mode and then uh, it becomes pretty easy at that point because if you just stand in one spot your health regenerates so you mm-hmm. basically can't die <laughs> but i was so like now I, that i know about kid mode i have to go back and yeah, try this i, like, I, I just want to get to the end of this to see what happens so uh I don't care that I'm basically kind of cheating and I I really want to just experience the game. Yeah. And then I noticed there's so many people out there that found shortcuts mm-hmm. through this. So I did look up a shortcut and I almost took it where you'd miss the Bowser fight or not where you'd be Bowser. You miss that part oh, completely right. fly around it with the weird little dragon guy. <laughs> yeah. In an updraft. And I think you can just like fly around it and then land on the opposite oh, side. That's cool. that, yeah. That really cuts down the time on that level. 
So my, I think I already talked about, yeah, that was my number one hardest moon was the dark yeah. side of the, that thing. The only other one I didn't mention was the jump rope where you have to do a hundred jumps in Metro Kingdom. <laughs> and that's the one where you sent me a cheat where you like mm-hmm. become the letter M or something. And you can, yes. <laughs> you can just walk the M over there and stand in on the jump rope. And stand on it. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. <laughs> so I just did that. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I don't think I ever. Maybe I did go back and do that one. I think I did the jump rope one, but I gave. I forgot about the beach volleyball. I'll have to go back and get all those. <laughs> Damn, and I got the itch. I got to go back and get complete. <laughs> yeah, once you talk here. about it, you got to do it. Uh, we are getting long on this episode, but if you want to look at the hats, and yeah, I think we kind of mentioned them throughout as we went. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was just pulling it up now to see if there's anything that we really need to mention. While we're waiting on that to load, one of the hardest ones that I did not like was the bullet bill. I forget. I think it's on the dark side of the moon or it's on the moon where you have to go on the lower level. Like when you run across, you get something, you drop down to the lower level and there's a giant bullet bill that chases you. Oh, yes. And you have yes. to go across. That one I, I still haven't beaten. That one Oh my that I died so many took, times. I that. I did do that one and I'm proud of myself. I did it like normal in the I didn't cheat on that one, but it took me so many tries, but I'm like it's got to be able to I I'm pretty good at long jumps, so it can't be that hard, mm-hmm. but the first time I did it, I like ran out of the way and it missed the hole that it was supposed to break through. I was like, "Shit, I made yep. it all the way back across this thing." And then I like moved and then so now I got to do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one. It's like your timing has to be impeccable. Mm. It's just it's got to be perfect to get that. And I'm like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I gave up. I, on I think one. I did it a second time, and the bullet bill wasn't even following me. It never like shot out. So I was like, God damn it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, eventually I did get that one. Uh, there was another one with a bullet bill in the Sand Kingdom that took me many tries. Yes, because you got to get like, to the outer area i had to look up some youtube videos to help me with that one but that one took still a lot of work to get because you gotta like jump you have to have a bullet bill follow you and then jump Mm -hmm. to like this pillar that's like three pillars away and then capture the bill and fly like way off into the distance and it's just enough time (laughs) yeah just enough time to make it there before the bullet bill explodes yep that one was tough but i did get that one that one was good um, I think just real quick, one of my fun ones was the charge and Chuck, uh, oh, down yeah. here on 46. Uh, cause that brought you back to super Mario world with the little football guy. I'm like, <laughs> hey, they brought him back and you can actually run through and break stuff. That yeah. was fun. There's one of the pipes you go through that you like become one of those guys and beat up zombies or like mummies or something that keep popping up yep. out of the ground. Yep. That was fun. Uh, there's one I wanted to mention. In Metro Kingdom, you capture one of the guys with an RC car controller, Mm -hmm. and then you control him controlling the car, and the music that plays is the Super Mario Kart, like, main music. Yes. I don't think I ever picked up on that, if it was the Mario Kart music. Is it, like, the the SNES one? Yes. The do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
Um, I think we really covered most of it. Yeah, I think we hit most of these. I mean, it was Uh, pretty cool. The mini rocket is uh, basically a little rocket that you shoot off and do, like, different timed events usually in the Mm -hmm. sky. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch. There's, what, like 50 on this list, but... Oh, there's so many. We covered the ones that matter, I think. Yeah. I will say, and I think you will agree with me, that one of the greatest parts about this game, since we were both old and grew <laughs> up with Mario is jumping in the pipe and going into eight bit mode. <laughs> yes. That is my favorite, especially depending upon what outfit you have mm-hmm. on. They have eight versions of every single outfit and it is hilarious. Um, just the throwback, the coins, the jumping, the sounds. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love this. Yeah. This is perfect. It's really a love letter to everything that's come before it, which is I think mm-hmm. great. The great part about this game. And I'm pretty sure that's why it got high reviews because it was a respect and it was a nod to the past and it still respected the past yet still innovating and moving it into the future. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, it blended so perfect. It's just a perfectly developed game. And I'm so glad I bought it last year on Black Friday for 30 bucks. And I thought this year it would be cheaper than that. It didn't even drop down to 30. I was going to say, it's still like 60 bucks right now. Yeah. (laughs) I paid 30 for this. I bought this and uh, Breath of the Wild last year. 30 bucks mm-hmm. each. It's two for the price of one. We'll definitely be talking about Breath of the Wild soon because the year of Zelda is coming up in 2021. Yes. Uh, you got that to look forward to. Uh, one last thing I wanted to mention is in Metro Kingdom, I think you can go in a pipe and replay the original Mario level like on a yes. projector screen. <laughs> uh, yes, like, I oh, forgot about so that. This is so cool. <laughs> Like there's just all these little shout outs and like uh, just this fun stuff that you can go back and replay. Too much fun. Okay. That's great. Uh, let's wrap this up so we can talk about the music. If you want to hear us talk about the music, go over to drink in geek OST. It's our other podcast. There are links on drinkingeekout.com for both of these podcasts or on Instagram. You'll, you can find us there as well at drink in geek out. I think that's going to do it. Until next time, drink, drink up, up and, geek, and out. geek out. Proud member of the Hopped Up Network.